right, everyone, good, well, I don't say good, right, but, hey everyone, this is Joshua Lee, uh, founder of Artius. I'm here with truly a good friend, uh, Danny Yao. We actually went to college together, if you can believe it. We won't reveal for how many years ago, but, <coughs> it, had, uh, but it has been quite a while. Danny looks exactly the same, and Danny actually won uh, our giveaway for hanging out and just spending time together, which we were already going to do anyway, <laughs> down the road somewhere, but yeah. this just kind of propelled things to, to snowball, and I'm so glad you got to come, and thank you for coming and yeah. agreeing to, to, be uh, here. to meet up, and I'm excited because Danny has a new startup, uh, so I was actually going to catch up with Danny and find out what he's been up to, what he's been doing, maybe talk a little bit about R&D, and then just in general, just catch up, so Danny, want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, so I've known Josh since college, um, and uh, I we graduated a very long time ago. Yes. Um, um, but I've been in the um, kind of sales, the, the medical advice and, and dental sales world for about uh, 15, 20 years now. Um, yeah, I started a startup called Digital Arches in 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Perfect time. And uh, <laughs> spent three years of, of research and development thinking at, you know, when I first started, I thought, hey, maybe we can just do this and release whatever product that, you know, my, my co-founder showed me. Um, little did I know that it would actually take three years to actually uh, figure it out and, and get a product that would work out in the market. But we finally got there. Um, launched it in um, uh, August of 2022 to a market that had no idea who we were. And um, uh, it's been an interesting ride because in December we finally signed our first distributor, which is a big dental lab. Oh, one of the most, yeah, thanks. One of the most uh, recognizable dental labs out there called um, in, the, in the dental world called Road Dental Lab out in Ohio. Um, and ever since then, you know, we've just gotten some really great key opinion leaders that have really pushed it forward for us. And we've started to become like a, a product that people are paying a lot of attention to in a, in a in a pretty crowded world of dentistry, yes. um, so it's been exciting. We've, we've, we're, 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 we're generating revenue like I never thought was possible before. We're starting to finally get our own office, um, and we're kind of getting to that point where we're actually starting to have a pretty decently running business. So it's Huge milestones, man! Congrats! Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I heard was um, you had been in this space for for quite some time in yeah. sales. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I observed is, wow, you're doing something that you already are probably an expert at. So it wasn't like, I'm going to go off and left field. Like, right. Founders were like, yeah, I'm going to try yeah. accounting and then we're going to go into fantasy sports. Like, yeah. That has nothing to do with But you actually know the space right. pretty well. Yeah. I mean, we, we've been, I, I mean, having worked in it as long as I have, and it's the interesting about our thing about our product is like, it's, in a, it's a niche within a niche within a niche. Like, our product is a scanning device for a digital workflow for a full arch dental rehab, dental dental re rehabilitation, and um, basically what it, it's a complicated way of saying when you lose all your teeth and you want something that's actually fixed and looks like normal teeth, um, you might be able to use our device to get teeth um, either the same day um, in a, with a digital workflow, three D printing, and all that stuff. Um, and, and it's a relatively new world. Um, but you know, the full arch dental world has got, has been the fastest growing part of dentistry because it's been most of, it's been the most, uh, I guess, profitable in okay. dentistry. Um, but it's also a, a procedure that very few dentists actually do. And, um, 
and it takes like kind of the a partnership between a dentist and a dental lab and a surgeon all working together in harmony. Um, and that's kind of what our device helps to do is helping them kind of be working from the same, uh, uh, I guess, record. Okay. And um, so having that, that, that device in between them really helps them like make everything a lot more efficient. Um, but the people that understand that device in all three of those dimensions is very few. Um, even the guys, like the surgeon knows his part of that, right? And then the dental lab knows their part of it. And the general dentist knows their part of it. But not very few people can put it all together into one thing. And so... Um, so this it, is what you were developing in those three years. Yeah. Figuring that out. Exactly, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's been... It's just this little tiny thing in this bigger world that it, a lot of people have a, tr have a lot of trouble understanding. It's, a lot, it's even hard for us to explain it yeah. to dentists let alone like somebody outside of dentistry, right? right? And so, um, you know, like, I think, you know, you, we have a mutual friend, Carrie, who's in the venture capital world. Mm -hmm. talk, I talked to him about it about a year ago, just to get like, not necessarily to look for investment, but also just to look at, you know, what ways can we get funded? What ways can we get more? Because I was at the point where it was like, okay, we're not, we're still doing research and development, right? Like, how do we actually get investment? Like, sure. what, what kind of story do we need to tell, right? Um, and, uh, and so at that time it was like talking to him about it and just trying to explain to him what it was. And he's just like, you know, but it, I mean, he did give me a lot of good advice about, you know, how to tell that story. Um, I think we ended up bootstrapping it anyway. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, well, Kerry was my roommate. So again, this is the UCLA connection. <laughs> yeah, that UCLA uh, connection. All over again, so. Right. So we're, we finally, it finally became what we always wanted hoped it would become, okay. right? And the feedback we're getting is like, wow, this de device is so simple. Why don't we think of it, you know? Like Those we, are the best type. Yeah. yeah, and it's cool because um, we have these big companies that we're talking to now, the biggest companies, the biggest dental companies like in existence right now mm -hmm. that are talking to us and trying to get a piece of our device. Um, uh, and, is you it know, you and a partner, you said? Or? Yeah, I have a co-founder who's a prosthodontist. His name is Dr. Russell Crockett. Okay. Um, he was the one that originally designed the first idea of it. And so, yeah, that, but, you know, it took us three years of just, like, fine-tuning that device to getting it to be able to work the way it is now. And talk to me about, like, um, you know, you, you were in there, what, said 10, 13 years, right, mm -hmm. in this space. So mm -hmm. what made you decide, hey, it's time, I'm going to go out? Because I didn't even know you made that job. Right? Yeah. So what, what made you decide that was um, the, the time for you to, to make that as an entrepreneur, as a founder? You know, I think I've always been a little bit, I've always been interested in starting my own business. Okay. I've always been interested in, in, in I, I never fit in well in corporate America. Yeah. Um, and so I always wanted to create my own culture, create my own world, you know, to be able to operate within. Um, and so I've always been on the lookout for things like that. I've tried other things in the past that didn't work out. Um, you know, and I think, even even with this device, there was probably a little bit, little bit of like risk and arrogance that that probably made me believe that it was a good idea to try to. There always has this. to be, yeah. yeah. It's like, why you, right? <laughs> like, yeah, right. So you know, it's it's it was it was just like, hey, this is a good idea. This could work, you know. And a lot of it was just like, no, we have to figure it out, right? And there's a specific problem we had to figure out. We had to be able to remove. It's a device that kind of positions dental implants um, and tells you the position of them so that you can do it digitally and um, on an analog model, basically. Okay. 
Um, and you have to be able to recreate it over and over again in the exact same way so that uniform consistency. Whatever, yeah, right. whatever, whatever thing you make has to be able to fit that in the patient's mouth, right? Um, very, very precisely. Otherwise, things will break or things will have problems. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's devices out there that let you scan, but there's always a human element to it, right. like how they scan, right? And, and will affect how, it's, how, how accurate it is. Um, so we knew with our device there had to be a way to remove that human element, and that's what we had to figure out over those three years. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it took us, I left my job with a salary in 20, January 2022 thinking we would be able to launch in April or, you know, March or April of that same year. And then we hit a hip, hiccup, right? And we were like, oh, man, it's not a complete device yet. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I was going to ask if, you know, you started it, you know, while you were still working yeah. or if you just decided to go full time. Because sometimes you have that, yeah. right, kind of crunch. You're like, hey, I got to. Make that transition. Yeah. Talk to my family about it. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be supportive of this, and then maybe go like rice and ramen for you know a couple <laughs> years before actually revenue and income can come in. So. Yeah. Well, we were lucky because there was still a way for us to earn income. Okay. Um, because there is still a big demand acting as a, a dental lab. Um, so I was proving my device, but also um, acting as a dental lab. Um, and helping doctors actually do these cases with them. The service side. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we were doing the service just to prove our device, but the service is actually very lucrative too. Nice. Um, and so we were lucky in that sense that we were able to continue to still um, uh, and generate income even though I'd left my company. But it was it was definitely not the same okay. level of pay that I was getting as a sales rep sure. for a device company, right? Sure. Um, but, you know, you live off what you can live off, and you, you kind of got to keep dreaming big to get there, right? Awesome. So how is the company now? Where is it today? So now you're in post-revenue, uh, uh, obviously, yeah. and then you've got signed a couple of accounts, have employees. Uh, and bringing we on. just brought in our, we're just about to bring in our first employee, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. That's great. If you need um, payroll, you know where to go there. So. Actually, I am using Gusto. Yeah. Gusto. Um, we're already using it today for our for oh, payroll for myself already. Okay. Um, and so, no, it's it's been interesting because, yeah, I, I'm looking for office space to do all our packaging so I, we can have an employee to come in and work um, and help us get stuff out. Um, to be done, please? No. Well, we, we, we found a place where we're still in the contract for to, to actually like sign it. Um, and it's a smaller place just because we need it for shipping and packaging right okay. now. Okay. Might be able to help you out after okay. too. So cool. Just around our area. Okay. So. Awesome. Uh, okay. So yeah, we've been queued in to talk about um, the activities uh, that you've been going through and whether or not it qualifies for, for R&D. So we, obviously we, and RDS are helping companies, uh, startups, and small businesses determine if, if they qualify. Most of the time, most companies don't even know, number one, about the credit. Mm -hmm. And two, even if they do know how to take the credit, um, or if they qualify, they don't know how to claim it. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's perfect timing. Uh, you don't need to be profitable. Uh, two, you are a startup technically within the first five years of making revenue. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you just hit that yep. inflection point. So your five years will start now. And you can take these credits to offset payroll mm. and payroll taxes. Okay. So some companies are like, hey, I don't need it because I don't pay taxes. Right. But if you have payroll and you're about to bring on another well, person and yourself, too, yeah. you can offset uh, that. And with Gusto, it's it's automated. 
So you can offset it on a real-time basis. Oh, okay. So meaning if you have, let's say, $10,000 in payroll, 1,000 of it's in payroll taxes, mm -hmm. you can just remit the 9,000 uh -huh. and not have to remit the, the one. So you can uh, start now even. You can start now. So how it works is if you qualify, goes on to your return, your tax return, and the quarter after you qualify for the credit, mm -hmm. uh, you can start offsetting it on a real time, uh, especially with Gusto. So it's yeah. one of the things that, that kind of pioneered with Gusto and we're probably the only oh, ones that's that, kind of cool. Yeah, on a real time because- So now you're saving it as you go. You're yes, not yeah. having to wait. Because ordinarily it would be uh, quarter by quarter. Right. So you'd have to wait three months right. after you file and then you'd wait for a check yeah. or an ACH from the IRS, right. which could take another three <laughs> to nine months. So that could be like almost a year till you see actual yeah, yeah. money. But with, uh, with Gusto, we could actually per paycheck. Okay. So it actually helps create a longer burn yeah. right, on your runway. Right. And, and it actually uh, may help you even hire more people or put it back into R&D, uh, which is what we typically uh, encourage. So from what I heard, and you know, there's four tests, right, that, that need to be met for R&D. Um, first one is there needs to be a permitted purpose. So meaning we're not doing it for the sake of research, mm -hmm. that there's actually like some improved functionality, performance, quality, mm -hmm. reliability. You already hit mm -hmm. that on the head. You're like, hey, yeah. I'm not, it's actually a real product and yeah. a real service that we're actually providing that right. hadn't been done before. Yeah. Whether it be aggregating the data, the information, mm -hmm. uh, but also like to scan it in a way that hadn't been done before, like mm -hmm. automated, not, with the human, human element yeah, of error, right? Yeah. So I, I'm imagining it's a lot more reliable and uh, versus the, the old way of doing it. It's a lot more efficient, for right? sure. Yeah. Okay, so that's already like a permitted purpose. Second, there had to be uncertainty from a technical perspective. Okay. Uh, not, hey, if we can come under budget or not, but yeah. either it was actually if we can do it and how we can do it. Got it. So it took you three years. That, yeah. that to me says, hey, we didn't know. <laughs> so how do we do this? And the fact that you had your co-founder who was a doctor. Right. right. Yeah. Right. was like, hey, this is actually very, very technical. Yeah. Uh, so a lot more than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of like how we're going to automate it, uh, what processes you went through. Um, so from a product design or even the process itself, mm -hmm. of what you weren't sure about how to do at the outset. Mm -hmm. And it took you three years. So yeah. Uh, that would definitely, I think, meet that test. And then it sounds like you went through a process of experimentation. We did, yeah. So a lot of testing, yeah. evaluation of alternatives to try to determine which was the best alternative. Yeah. Associate the analog to the digital world. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things that we always have to kind of add to it. Like recently we added these scan caps to the, to the kits that we use. Um, and there's always the things and ways to make it more efficient, to make it more easy, make it more um, user friendly. Okay. Um, and um, you know, these are all things that we we it takes time and effort and expense to, yeah. to build. And um, even the 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 ones that didn't work, mm -hmm. the ones that may have failed for learnings, like all qualify. So mm -hmm. it's part of, of the testing portion. Uh, an evaluation of that, mm -hmm. uh, even focus groups, I would say sometimes. Get I guess the question I have is how does that different from like a normal expense that a company has? Mm -hmm. um, like if those expenses are already sort of tax deductible, I would imagine. Yeah. So how is it, how is there an additive effect of this R&D credit? Yeah, so the difference, and you're absolutely right, you can deduct or capitalize on R&D. Uh, that's a big topic nowadays, whether you have to or uh, how to capitalize, mm -hmm. but the credit is, uh, so the deduction is a top line. Mm -hmm. So you have your revenue, 
minus your expenses mm -hmm. that you're deducting, and then you have your net income mm -hmm. that gets into right. uh, the credit. This one actually, the credit is a, uh, below the line. Okay. So after you have your tax liability, right, it's dollar for dollar. So meaning like if you owe, let's say $100, uh -huh. and you have $100 in credit that we established, right, uh, it nets it out as zero. So it's not a just a deduction, it's actually a credit. So even if I made that expense out of my operating budget, mm -hmm. I could still count that as a credit on the Correct, so there's two ways to credit. It's almost like a double dip then. Yeah, there is. So, so what the IRS did was there's this election, it's uh -huh. called 280C, and it basically has uh, a gross credit and a net credit. Uh -huh. So the net credit is still uh, higher. Uh -huh. So imagine the credit being about 20% of all qualified expenses, uh -huh. and the net's about 13 and a half. Okay. So when it, mathematically, you're right, you would have to add back the credit amount to expenses to remove that, double okay. dip, because uh -huh. you keyed in on it. Not even a tax guy, he knows it, and it was, it was just impressive. And then we would take the, the net credit, but you wouldn't have to add it back anymore. You would just uh, elect the net, and so you wouldn't have to add back to your deductions. Otherwise, you're right, you would get the gross credit, right? and you'd have to remove all those uh, right, yeah. amounts. And because like, yeah, so it's, so it's like whatever you get, so it's a credit on the payroll, and then that you've, that you've paid, right, mm -hmm. to, to employees, and then, um, and then it, once you take that credit, you're adding it back into just basically as like a as an income to, at that point to a degree. So linearly, it would be we would do the calculation retroactively. Got it. So we could actually go way back to your starting point, uh -huh. which you said it was like 2020. 2020, yeah. Right. So we'd go back, and so there's three three and a half types of expenses. We will look at wages, uh -huh. uh, supplies, mm -hmm. anything that anything that you're like using and consuming. Yeah. In that process, so imagine all the, yeah, you know, prototyping stuff, yeah, and yeah. materials, which and is literally everything. Yeah, first three years. Yeah, and then contractors. If you hire hiring someone to do the testing for mm -hmm. you, if you're um, looking at literally all our expenses in the first three years. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, even things that get missed a lot are like legal. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to patent, patent, yeah, yeah, patent perfection, patent prosecution, where you're like, hey, if we change the design on this. To make it more patentable, mm -hmm. right? Getting that feedback from lawyers qualifies. Mm -hmm. uh, or, hey, we don't want to infringe on anyone else. If there's something similar, mm -hmm. let's change the design. Mm -hmm. So even things like that, marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, we have technical marketing where you're like talking to your end buyer, mm -hmm. end user, and you're like, hey, this is what we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Useful, not useful. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we love this, Danny, but what if we changed it to this, mm -hmm. right? So all that interaction, all the time that you're spending, your co-founder's time, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. Um, and even that, so that would be filed on the tax return. Right. You'd figure out what that credit amount is, right? That's what we came so, in and we to automate So it. first, all of those expenses I'm taking as a, because as I'm, as I'm going forward, right, as I have revenue, like I'm revenue, I have revenue for the first time in December of 2022, which is okay. going to be a, a very small amount, right? But I have, let's say, half a million dollars in spending the yes. last, you know, two years, right, or yep. three years. And so, obviously, all of that spending I can take as I go, right, um, to kind of offset any income. So I'm not, you know, I'm not cash flow positive until whenever, right? Right. And so I'm going to offset that. That, and then I didn't take payroll until January of this year. Yeah, you're actually who the credit was made for. Okay. Literally. <laughs> so imagine this is back in like the '90s and 2000s. Yeah. You'd have companies were like, oh. 
I don't have, again, tax liability because right. I'm pre-revenue. Right. So that's me and Carrie's world. Like startups who was like, yeah. hey, we don't make any money. Right. Uh, and nor do we plan to in the, in the foreseeable yeah. future. So these credits, not not very incentivizing for me to right. keep R&D here in the US. Yeah. We're innovating, we're doing all the right things, uh, but we can't use it. So 2014, 2015, uh, so the PATH Act, they changed it where they're like, look, you don't have any tax taxable income uh -huh. or liability, but you do have payroll. Okay. You have payroll taxes. Yeah. So like, hey, whatever you've accumulated, uh -huh. right? Like let's say in the previous year. Uh -huh. So let's take all your, we'll start the easiest one, 2012, uh -huh. right? 2012, or no, 22, sorry. 2022, you just finished, we would be filing your taxes. Yeah. We would calculate your R&D credit, what qualifies, again, taking those three components. And then we come up with an amount. Right, file it, and then you're like, hey, I can't use any of this because I have no uh, revenue, uh -huh. no liabilities in right. 2022. So they're like, oh, great, well, we'll just carry it forward. Mm -hmm. And when you start having payroll, mm -hmm. like, hey, this year, rate, I do, you can use the credits from 2022 mm -hmm. to offset your payroll taxes in 2023. Okay. So it's perfect. You're actually <laughs> the, literally the ideal profile like, company okay. that's being used for. Okay. And so, this will go on for, for five years. Okay. So if your first year of revenue was 2022, then it'd be 22, 23, 24, up until 2025. Okay. And now they're thinking about extending it for eight years. Wow. So you're right, right in the sweet spot <laughs> where it's perfect. But but once we do the credit for 2022, uh -huh. like our software is one where we could actually go back to 2021 and uh -huh. 2020, just because we've already now established one year in your general yeah. ledger, your trial balance, your payroll if you have it. Mm -hmm. And we can look back and be like, hey, take all the expenses from back then. Yeah, because once we do one year, doing the, the earlier years is that much easier. Okay. Because now we've like, oh. So all those expenses, they were all pretty much research and development expenses, like all of our startup expenses back then. Yeah. Like those would be those would be offsetting my my revenue for the next five years. And additionally, like all of those all of those expenses would also be um, qualifying to this R&D tax credit. Both. So you have the deductions already. Yeah. But again, no use to you because it's deducted right. from nothing. So then I get these tax credits from the, those same expenses, yep. right? Yep. And then it's offsetting the payroll tax. That's the next five. So you have the option. So you can use it and save it. It's uh -huh. kind of like a, I know that's not the, the exact technical term, but it's almost like a deferred asset uh -huh. on your balance sheet. It's like, okay. hey, I, the moment I start paying taxes, I'm not going to be paying for a while because I have these credits. Right. Yeah. But cash is king today. Right. So you're like, oh, you can save it, and you can like carry it forward for 2023, 24, 25. When you do become taxable, or the IRS is like, or you can use it against today your payroll taxes. And most of the time, people are like, hey, I want the money today. Yeah. So give give me the payroll tax offset today and. If there's extra, obviously, right, like more, more so, credits than uh, payroll tax, then you can save it for your taxable income and, and offset that later too. So you don't have to like, it's not using it. But I, I keep, I, it just gives me the money as cash. Correct, today. Because otherwise you would have been paying it uh, through payroll taxes. Oh, because I'm paying the payroll taxes already anyway. Correct. Because, so they're just giving it to me in cash and it's technically offsetting that payroll tax. Correct. So um, for us, we're so like, hey. And it wouldn't be, ever be more than what I'm paying in payroll tax. Correct. When I get what I get at a time. Except the one exception, and this is we've had cases where you 
let's say were taxable mm -hmm. in 2020 and 2021, 22. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't get you know reconnected, right? right? And then we find out in 2022, we're like, hey, you do have a credit. Right. And by the way, in those earlier years that you've you already paid the taxes, yeah. we would get a refund. Got it. So money that you It could be a lot of money if there was that. Yeah, we had a company recently, like literally half a million dollars for the last three, three and three years federal, four years California. Wow. State. Yeah. And it was north of five hundred thousand. Wow. Because they were profitable. And we're like, hey, you didn't take the credit. <laughs> we didn't know we qualified. And so we actually go back. And so that's kind of like our our mission here, yeah. like just to let people know, like, hey, I think you might. Yeah. Because they hear R&D and they're thinking, like, literally, still what you do, like, write laboratory code. Yeah. Got to be in a mad scientist mode. <laughs> but here, you're actually just, you're, you're building, it sounds like there's a lot of software involved. There is um, some, yeah. Right? And then you actually have the build. Mm -hmm. So the molds, I imagine. I mean, yeah. So we just made our first molds for some of our, some of our parts in our kit. Um, materials science probably yeah. right we, yeah we've had to test a whole bunch of different materials to make our product with okay um we have made a lot of prototypes we you know i mean yeah it's 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 definitely pretty much all of our <laughs> all of our expenses the last yeah last few years so that'd, that'd be minus good. the packaging that we put things yeah. in so i think there's two types of um substantiation right so once we do the number side yeah and figure out and probably it's a majority of it yeah. categorized in the right way then we would document it. So Varys uh -huh. is literally uh, asking, well, how did you meet each of these four tests? Got it. So the other thing that we do is uh, we look at your documentation. Uh -huh. So there might be something like uh, uh, designs, it could be the patent uh -huh. application, it could be all sorts of things. Yeah. And if we can look at that, we can use that, or if we don't, we supplement it with our own writing. Sure. So we're like, hey. This like, is what they did. Yeah, this, this is, is what story. Danny yeah. and his co-founder did. This is, you know, that's why his technical background matters. Yeah. Because he is a, you know, doctor. Right. He has credibility. Yeah. Danny's been in the industry for like 10 plus years. Yeah. And even though in any document or any email, it doesn't verbatim say word for word why you meet the test, mm -hmm. that's where we would come in and help supplement. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just in case. Just so. to make sure that we actually do qualify. Yeah. So Danny, now that you've heard about the credit, um, and we've kind of gone through it for, for, for the company, what what are your what are some of your thoughts? What's going well, on? Well, I mean, for a while, I've been um, I've been really holding off on hiring new staff because I just wasn't sure like what that what that um, cost would be, how much it would affect the revenue of my business, and and frankly, we haven't had a history of revenue long enough to really feel like it's going to be safe for me to hire staff, right. right? But now, I mean, knowing that there is some possibility of having that money coming in, and not just coming in like you know, at the end of a quarter or at the end of a year or something like that, but coming in on every single paycheck, I mean, that's something that would add to my operating costs every single month. Um, that's that's something that makes me feel more confident, for sure, about maybe hiring more people more early on. I absolutely need help. Awesome. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's definitely something that I honestly, even, I mean, uh, you know, having... Doing my, doing my, doing currently my payroll through Gusto, right? Like I obviously got the calls from, from the RDS guys, like asking me if I, we, we, we qualify and, you know, want to have that conversation. I was, I'm so busy right now that I've just been like ignoring it or just putting it off. Right. And, um, you know, I just thought I had bigger problems, you know? Um, and so, uh, I guess just being able to see that, Hey, it actually might be helping me solve one of the problems that I'm having right now of not having the staff, not having the people that I need to really start to kind of grow this company at the speed that it's actually moving in. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be, it'd be cool to be able to actually really see, 
you know, if I do start hiring these people, like how would that affect my cash flow? Because obviously the payroll taxes is a pretty big yeah. um, uh, 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 burden on, 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 on startup companies like ours, even at pre-revenue, especially yeah. pre-revenue. But I mean, even for us, the, the revenue that we have, it would help. That's awesome. To be able to make us more, more uh, I guess, more, more uh, 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 on, a, on a month by month basis, just have more money to be able to do things with. Yeah, so. put it back into R&D, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Self-fulfilling uh, cycle. All right, still doing a lot of. So thank you, Danny, for coming out. Appreciate it. Um, we definitely will look into the R&D and, and continue our conversations on yeah. other things. But appreciate your time, and thank you guys for, uh, for tuning in. Thanks a lot.